Welcome to The Confidence Project. My name is Liam and I have made it my mission to skyrocket your confidence across body, mind and everything in between. I want this podcast to inspire you so that you have the self-belief and motivation to become the best version of yourself. Thank you so much for listening and embarking on what's going to be an incredible journey for the both of us. Let's take you from where you are now to where you want to be. Team, we are back for another episode and we've got the last client success session of the year. And this is a good one because I made this promise to this person in January that if they had, or when they had, I should say, such a brilliant year that we would sit down on the magic box and have a conversation about just how good they've been, what they've achieved, the good that they've done in the world this year, and how many people they've inspired. And I'm pleased to say it's happening right now. So, Leanne, welcome. How are you feeling about doing this podcast? Very nervous, but very excited at the same time. Very excited, of course. And if you think back to everything you've done since the day we met, Obviously, it feels like a lifetime ago. I don't know when it was, but you've got to think about everything you've done. But more relevantly, this year, you've been on so many highs and lows, all for a great cause. And I want that to obviously be the, the pinnacle about what we talk about. But actually, I just want this to be a platform for you to be like, yeah, look at me and look at what I've done, which I know is not very easy. So just to give anyone listening some context, take us back to way before we first met, I don't like to sort of use these sort of words, but almost like your lowest day, a time when you really felt like you needed help. What made you reach out? Why did you get in touch and how did you feel? So before I came and reached out to you, I was very demotivated, quite unhappy with myself, no confidence. And something just told me one day that I needed to sort myself out. Um, Being a mum to two young boys, I know that I needed to be able to run around with them be the best I could to make them the best that they could be. And here I am. And here we are, all this time <laughs> later on. Um, and like we said, what a journey it's been. So other than a little bit nervous and maybe a bit excited about doing this podcast, how are you feeling sort of, you know, a couple of years down the line generally now, like in comparison? A completely different person. I can lift weights. I have been able to run. I've got get up and go, which I've really struggled with. And... I've pushed myself through some very, very strange challenges this year and smashed them and ready to kind of see what next year holds as well. Another really successful one, I would imagine. Um, so we'll get straight into it, I think, because obviously we've, you know, the, anyone who's listening has got an idea now about where we once were and, and where we are now. So let's rewind to December last year. So this time last year, and we sort of had a conversation about, look, you know, if we really want to put a fat foot on the gas this year and come out feeling like we've absolutely owned it because you said to me that I've sort of maybe coasted might have been the right terminology last year you know we've had some highs some lows but there's more to be had there's another sort of layer of the onion if you will to be peeled back and here we are and we've come up with 12 challenges that you've done um, and you're nearly there you know this is at the latter end of November now so I'm actually just going to give you the floor and I just want you to tell everyone about why you're doing these challenges most importantly, what you've done and how you felt throughout that whole process. So in December last year, me and Liam had a chat of how I could push myself a bit harder to achieve more. Um, Liam did 12 challenges last year, so I thought that would be a really good way of pushing myself. So I came up with lots of crazy ideas, dragged in a lot of people to help me. 
different challenges so from 50 squats per day for the whole month through to jumping out of an aeroplane um, some of them were bucket lists some of them were just absolutely mental but the reason that I've done it is to raise money for a charity that is very close to my heart and that's Dementia UK so knowing that I can give something back for putting myself through hell at some times um, just makes me feel really proud that I can help a charity even if it's just a couple of pound currently at 850 um, so I'm really really happy with that and it's just a really good feeling that I've been able to do this by getting stronger getting fitter pushing myself to be able to achieve the goals that I wanted to do what's kept you going this year um, I think the first thing that's kept me going is getting myself from a place where I was reliant on medication um, to get through most of my days. I've now come off the medication because I feel like I'm in such a better headspace. Um, I've got a really good group of people around me, so my friends, my family, and of course the Confidence Project and each and every single person in there just backs me 100%. And that's it really <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I think obviously like I say it's been a really big year the driving force is obviously the, the charity event would you mind sharing why is the charity so close to your heart um, so nine years ago I lost my granddad who suffered really rapidly with dementia and I spent most of the last three months that he was alive caring for him um, so it it really hits home when I think about it. Of course it does. And I think anyone listening can should be able to almost feel that emotion already because it means a lot and I know how much it means to you. To the point where we even, you know, we carry a little little photo around. Grandad's jumped out of a plane with us, he's done fifty squats a day, he's rode however much you rode, he's he's done all sorts. So going to the challenges themselves. What was the, what's been your best challenge? That's a nice question to ask, isn't it? So far, of course, we are still in November. I think the one that brings a lot of meaning back for so many reasons was the walk from Scarborough to Whitby, which is meant to be done over two days, but I thought it would be a really good idea to drag everybody and do it in one day. Um, also that weekend, it was one of our other um, confidence project persons I don't know what to say um, it was <laughs> teammate yeah. yeah teammate it was um a birthday of someone very close to them who sadly passed away as well so it was really nice to be able to do that together um every single emotion I think went through every single one of us but finishing that line that that the finish line and all being there together was just really really special but it was horrendous but you did it how long did it take um I think it was 11 hours if I remember correctly Sounds like a tough work. It was hard. Sounds tough, of course it doesn't it? And I think like when you say that to me, like I almost imagine like quite a nice flat coastal walk, sunny day, fish and chips, but it wasn't like that, or it? Absolutely nothing like that. It was sunny. Yeah. Um, it was a bit too warm to walk 26 miles. Yeah. And the amount of steps up and down to sea level was just ridiculous yeah. that we didn't realise. Um, but we gritted our teeth, we pushed through and we all finished with a little smile on our face at the end. I had plenty of tears. Um, but for all those that came and spent their day to come and walk with me, I will be forever grateful for all of them. Would you say that's been your toughest challenge? Um, 
probably I think for me as well with the locations of where we walked was a very special place in my granddad's heart so it brought all the emotion with me physically it was hard mentally it was hard when you could see Whitby Abbey in the distance and it didn't seem to get any closer um so yeah it was probably the hardest that I've done now you've obviously mentioned two things there I think which are really important like physically yes it's taxed on your legs you're knackered but mentally it, it's like say it's one foot in front of the other it's, it's just a lot to keep going but from my point of view mentally that's the thing that we've seen the most growth with the transformation behind it yeah we've seen the physical changes and, and you know they're getting stronger the lifting weights we've even done running tough mudders which we'll come on to all that but from a mental standpoint do you think you would have been able to have that much resilience let's even say like a year or two years ago no I'd have probably just got off at the first chance I could off that walk um, but knowing that I couldn't give up I didn't want to give up and it would look a bit rubbish if I'd set myself a challenge and didn't complete it of course it would um, but for some somehow this big push of encouragement just comes when you know that you've got a purpose and yeah. it just drives you to the end and I was, I was going to ask you you sort of beat me to it there but if you can elaborate in any way like why do you feel like your resilience and your drive to succeed especially this year has sort of gone from zero to hundred almost I think it's because now I know that I, I can do stuff because I've never done anything like this before I never thought I was able to do anything and then when you're increasing the weights or you're doing a few more reps or you're running that extra 1k you know that you can do it and you've just got to keep pushing and that's what I did and you've pushed so well and, <laughs> and I think like I would like to say like the health and fitness side of things has been like a nice facilitator for that so like say that when you're lifting weights that proves that you can go a little bit further if you're running it's that one extra step it's it's everything that goes with it it's the food it's the sleep it's the water all the stuff that I harp on about of course but at the end of the day you've still got to do it you've still got to do these challenges you've still got to do the do almost and that's something that I would say for you maybe at one point was quite hit and miss and we were sort of like maybe all or nothing is maybe the best terminology to use and I think you've now got that really nice balance of almost being on a sliding scale and if I sort of said to you and this might be quite cliche it's okay to not be okay does that resonate with you? Yeah um, I used to really struggle with not being okay trying to hide it put on a front Whereas now, if I'm having a really rubbish day, I will say, guys, I'm having a bad day. And then everybody will just back me and bring me back to the surface. Um, but those bad days are getting less and less, which is great. I try not to bottle things up anymore, and I just realise what I am capable of, and that keeps me going. I think if anyone was listening to that, you know, that last 30 seconds, 60 seconds, who is struggling, who struggles to talk about things then would you agree that that's been a massive sit massive savior for you absolutely then before i was that i was a burden to people and um, i didn't want to tell them anything in case they didn't want to know my problems and um, but now it just comes out to everybody and everybody and they listen and they support me and here i am and here you are and, and it's what we need you know we need you exactly as you are yeah, I know it's very easy to do so, but there's no point in bottling it up because you just feel crap and then it all comes out at once and you don't get anywhere. But actually, you can manage your emotions so much better. I mean, just going back to this medication that we were once on, 
if you had to, if, if you felt comfortable obviously do so but what was the medication for and I guess do you miss it is another question really so I was taking the medication purely for anxiety so I really struggled with everything so if I was going out I would always think the worst case scenario I'd talk myself out of doing stuff Um, I definitely don't miss the medication it's a really big achievement in my eyes to have come off it completely Um, one thing I really did struggle with was showing emotion when I was on the tablets and I'm a very emotional person so I really struggled with that so now I just cry for fun and it's really nice I can just have a tear cry get it all out and I feel tons better for it huge it's great and what that to me that is a real result it's not about this sort of side by side transformation we'll see that anyway that happens as a byproduct but like I say it's it's innate really that's got to happen internally and, and like I say externally it's very easy to put on a front and be like everything's okay and to show up to the gym and to get your steps in and sort of tick the boxes but almost pretend tick them really and actually in reality what's going on in your life and now we've just got it you know we can have our highs and lows but it, ultimately it's a roller coaster that we ride and, and we're not getting off and thinking I can't do this we can do it it's huge so I think it's really important we go back to your challenges because obviously you've shared with us obviously did an incredible walk we've walked a marathon in essence which is great this is all in aid of your granddad it's something that's really close to your heart is there anything more you can tell us about these challenges what have you got coming up you know anything that you've done recently if you had to sort of go by month one to twelve um so january it was 50 squats per day february i rode the equivalent of the leeds liverpool canal how, how much did you have to do a day do you remember about it were either four kilometers or four miles wasn't it yeah i think it was four miles a day so it was it's a lot it's a lot to roll. It, it was horrendous there's a sore bum there definitely i get ptsd when i look yeah. at a rowing machine <laughs> yeah i wouldn't be doing that not a chance that's a heck of an effort isn't it um i swam <clears> the width of the english channel so again that was 40 odd lengths per day yeah um i've done tough mudder i've done a 10k which i never thought that i would be able to do so i did a 10k run and that's me saying that i am not a runner i've fully retired from running um i've done a skydive which was absolutely amazing um my current challenge is a one workout per day which is slowly killing me off but i'm counting down the days now and then in december i'm doing stuff for everybody else i'm taking myself out of the picture and i am doing kind of a 12 days of christmas theme but 12 days of giving back so I am volunteering my time at food banks. I am donating toys to Pinderfield's children's ward for those children that are in at Christmas. So me and my two boys have been going out shopping most weekends um, and buying gifts that we can wrap up and give to the children's ward. Um, I will also be taking one of my friends and her mum out for the day where they struggle to get out as much as they would like so I've offered my time to take them out and have a bit of a, a day out somewhere. Mega and I think if you sort of think about your first quarter it was something every single day wasn't it squats, rowing, um, swimming you know it all happened. April was a 10k at another physical endeavour. May was oh go on what was May? Was it Pretty Mudder? Yeah, you did Pretty Mudder, and again, such another physical challenge. 
And you've done a lot, and then obviously in the summer months we had skydive, tough mudder, which is a really big thing that we do, and again, I'll come on to that. But actually, once all your physical endeavours are done, December, dare I say, that will be the most rewarding month because it's all about giving back, and that's what this year is about, really. So what we'll do is obviously on the back of this podcast and, and everything, we'll, we'll put it in the link and we'll share it and make sure it goes well, but... How does it feel knowing that you are giving back to so many people? And because you've donated, well, sorry, I should say raise. I think it would go over a grand, definitely. At the end of the year, people will donate. But actually, like every single day, like if someone's seen you do even fifty squats a day, they've seen you rowing, they've seen you jump out of a plane. How does that make you feel? I never thought that I would be a person that would inspire somebody else. I just thought it was just little old me doing what I do. But the amount of support, the amount of messages that I've got from people who I've not spoken to for years and have said, you're an inspiration, you've made me get off my backside and do something. It does make me feel really good because if I can do it, anybody can do it. If you look at where I was two and a half, three years ago, I never thought I would be sat here saying... I've completed a 10k run or I have jumped out of a plane for the hell of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've done it and you've done it so well. Is there any of them messages or comments that have really stood out to you and really resonated with you and for you to know that you've made that difference, whether it's somewhat, something someone has said in person or a Facebook comment or anything like that? The one that gets me all the time is your granddad would be so proud of you. Um, hopefully he is watching down and he is proud and I am doing all this in memory of him um, so that one always makes me feel like I am doing it for the right reasons but just even any words of encouragement from any of the team any of my family just saying you are doing great it's better than I ever thought I'd ever be able to do you are doing great there's another one of course you are <laughs> come December do you think you'll finish mid-December Um. I think my last giving back, which is the children's ward, we've booked that in for the week just before Christmas. So, so I'm hoping for like the third, yeah. maybe end so of the week. So come Christmas Day, it's all done. Once that last challenge is done, if your granddad could see you cross that finish line, what do you think he'd say? He'd say, go get a glass, I'll open the whiskey and we'll <laughs> have a drink. Yeah. Um, in all seriousness, he would be so proud. My nan tells me every week that she knows he's already proud. Um, so just knowing that she's proud and he would be proud really makes it all worthwhile. It does. And obviously for your granddad, for us watching you, and for everyone else watching you, it's mega. So that is the year of Liam. We are 11 twelfths uh, the way there, really. So we are nearly there. Um, we've got a couple more workouts, but we've got about 10 days left of working out, 12 days of giving back. And it's done, the finish line is in sight, which is huge. So stay tuned for that. Now, obviously, to present day and, and I guess all things confidence project, let's talk about you and your journey in the project. So obviously, you came oh, a couple of years ago now, I can't think, when you we had this conversation the other day, didn't we? When did you? It was May 21. May 2021, and now we're in November 23. So we've been here a long time, and obviously, you, you joined, I guess, almost a, a year before the confidence project came to fruition. So... Going back to day one and doing, I guess, a year of PTing to now the Confidence Project, and this might be quite difficult for you to sort of think back, but how do the two compare? So when I first joined, 
with you as a PT, it was great. Obviously, it was something new to me, something I had never had the guts to do. Um, so it was fantastic. When the confidence project started, it was like I'd gained another 10 PTs who were more than PTs, you all become friends. Um, I couldn't imagine one day of my life without the team chat pinging and someone just backing someone else. Um, I'm so glad that I chose to stay and be part of it. I would never look back. I couldn't imagine my life without it, to be honest. No, and you, you make it what it is. It wouldn't be what it'd be without Leanne, without... Lindsay without Neil you know the list goes on all these people who are part of it it is what it is because of what you make it um, so how would you say it's facilitated your growth and you know actually your progress what role has the confidence project played in that is it purely the backing is it any offence is it actually you finding a friend in there you know is there anything that sticks out to you in that sense I think it's knowing that you've got however many other people that are in the group 20 odd whatever it is knowing that they're on a very similar journey we all have our own reasons as to why we're doing this um, and just knowing that you're part of something where we all believe in each other we all have each other's back um, we're all just there when we need each other it's just somewhere nice to turn to and say right guys I want to do this does anybody want to meet me at the gym Um there's always somebody that's willing to be there for you, give you advice, pick you up when you're having a bit of a bad day and just just being your biggest cheerleader. It's nice, isn't it? It's great yeah. to see and obviously you've just brought Faith on board, you know, you've you've brought a friend in and that's someone who has seen you do what you've done over the months, years, this year, smash it. We've obviously then got new people coming in. But ultimately what I say you have created is a safe space for everyone to talk and to grow together and that's potentially something you might have lacked in the past if we think back to Leanne who didn't really want to speak up about x y and z or bottle things up now would you feel confident and comfortable just sharing that with the group if you were having a bad day if you could just say look guys I'm struggling like is that something that we can do for you yeah definitely and I think the group have seen me for who I am now, so I don't have to put that front on anymore. Sometimes forget to filter things now and again, um, but no one cares. They just see me, take me as I am. If they like it, great. If they don't, that's up to them. Um, I don't think anyone does dislike me, so that's good. <laughs> um, but I just feel like it is a very safe space. I can be who I am. Don't have to put a front on, and we're just all there for each other. Absolutely, and then, you know, teamwork makes the dream work, and I will assure you that everyone likes you, <laughs> because we need you, like we say, exactly as you are, and, and how can you not like that, do you know what I mean? What's your favourite memory of the Confidence Project? So, I've got two. My favourite one, one of my favourite ones, was when we did the 10K at Yorkshire Wildlife Park. Um, so, obviously, some people were way ahead, some people were at the back, but regardless of where your position were, we all crossed that line together. Um, apart from me, because I was actually videoing you all cross the line. But knowing that I was part of it and we were all there as a team, it was just magical. Um, my second favourite one is going to Pop World with Shelby and Matty and seeing Matty dance to Macarena in Pop World. That's got to be hands down my favourite memory. 
we'll have to get him to do it at Christmas too for us, <laughs> definitely. Um, one of a kind, that man, isn't he? Um, and yeah, you know, these memories, we've got, well, I guess that's perfect because we've got one physical and one sort of, like, I guess, non-fitness related. And, and that's the beauty of it. We can do these things. We haven't just got, you know, people to work out next to it. Going out and dancing next to it, it's having conversations, it's going for coffees, meals, it's all sorts really. And then that's what it is, it's a really holistic approach, which, like I say, it's perfect because you are a key cog in that. Um, so I think you can be incredibly proud of yourself. Here's one for you, and I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable with this one, but what do you feel like you bring to the Confidence Project? Because that's something that I think everyone does bring something, but it's really hard to pinpoint. But just if I had to put you on the spot and say, look, you know, because of this growth and because of what you're doing this year, what would you say you bring to the table? And I'm only asking this, by the way, just to put you on the spot, just to take out your comfort zone and to give you the opportunity to big yourself up because we know it's going to happen. And I said it had happened before we recorded this. So I think I've got quite a good sense of humour, which always happens, uh, always helpful, sorry. And I think with that, it's nice for people to see when I can turn on the jokes, be a bit of a a bit of a joker, but also be really serious when I need to be. Um, I'd like to think that I bring like some loyalty. So if I'm invested in the confidence project, I'm invested in every single person in there. There's not one person that I dislike that I don't want to have a conversation with, and there's not one person that I want back whatever they're doing. And hopefully I'll just bring the reassurance to say to people, like, be who you are. Don't try to be someone you're not. I've let my guard down so much this past year, which I would have never have done a couple of years back. Um, so I think people can just be themselves and appreciate who they are and don't try to be something they're not. Great answer. And even that, me asking you that then, will probably have made you feel quite uncomfortable. I'm shaking. But you might not have even... You might not have even done the podcast a year or two years ago. You might not have even thought, you know, that you'd be sat here actually doing what we call a success session and we are here because you have been successful from day one to now. So that journey, no matter how many highs and lows, you've gone from A to B and you've gone from the floor through the ceiling really, which is mega. So this trajectory that's gone up, What's the plan for 2024? Are you having a year off after all this year? <laughs> How's it going to look? I'm not going to do 12 challenges um, purely because I need a little rest and I need to save some pennies back up again. Yeah, not cheap, is it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't regret any of it. It's been amazing. Um, I'm going to continue with my personal journey. I'm going to push a little bit harder, lose a little bit more weight, all the, the classics. Um but I'm really looking forward to making more friendships, building on those strong friendships that I've already made and just getting the group closer, tighter than we've ever been and just smash the journey together. You said that with a lot of conviction then. It made me believe in you. I, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Well done. You've, you've, I'm sold on it. Um, is there anything that you wish you'd have done this year in terms of challenges or is there anything you'd have done differently? No. No? So if I sat here and said... Has this been the year of Leanne so far? Would you say yes or no? Absolutely yes. I think so. I've and never you... cried as much. <laughs> <laughs> a few waterworks, it's okay. Because if you think back, you know, we sort of said last year, 
we sort of had this idea of, look, this can be your year. And we all do it, you know, January, this is my year, it's my time. And we sort of said that last year. And like you said, there was just something missing. Would you say you found that missing piece? Yeah, and I think the biggest missing piece that I had missing was believing in myself. I never knew how to, I never thought I was capable. But on paper, I've done these 12 challenges. I've put myself through all sorts of emotion, fear, pain. And here I am, I've done it, and next year's a new year. That's exactly it. When has your self-belief been tested the most? Since January the 1st this year. All the way through. <laughs> Having to believe that I was actually going to do yeah. the 12 challenges. Um, the skydive was a big one. I never, I always wanted to do it. Never thought I would actually do it. And then I just rocked out the plane, put my arms out and landed. And they were like, if I can do that, I can do anything. Yeah, exactly, and that was what, back in... August, August, September. so a few months ago, wasn't it? So even in the last few months, we've evolved and we've seen more change. And it's great to see. It really, really is. Um, so, obviously, your year is nearly at an end with forecast what's happening next year. Um, but going back to, I guess we should probably talk about the gym and all that side of stuff and, and the health and fitness. Um How's it all going for you? Because that's something else we have seen a huge change in almost your relationship with the gym and food and do I track calories, don't I? Do I go to the gym, don't I? Would you say this year's helped you with your relationship with your whole health and fitness? Yeah, it's made me realise exactly what I need to do to achieve the goals that I want. I was never good at counting calories. It used to freak me out. I used to put so much pressure on myself. Sometimes I do it, sometimes I don't. It just depends how I'm feeling. Um, I've managed to walk into a public gym on my own and do a workout on my own, which, again, I never thought I would have done. Um, I'm having less and less box sessions when I come and see you. Except and I, this one. Apart from this one. And <laughs> I actually, one. actually do a good 50-minute workout, at least. You push. You do push. And again, like I say, you, you've, you've had that... Uh, what can I call it, transition from sitting down and I guess talking the talk to walking the walk and I think that's something where a lot of people fall off and actually if you look back at last year you've done it consistently most of these things last days weeks but you've done it for months soon to be a year it's great do you feel like you could keep that up with this newfound self-belief I think I have to I don't think I ever want to go back to a place where I've previously been Um, the only way is up so I am excited to see what comes next or how much more I can achieve personally lots to come I think lots to come um you you mentioned there about going to a public gym and I think this is always good to mention because like so many people I work with and that would listen to this struggle with that big gym setup what was it about the gym that you potentially struggled with and why did that change why did you finally have the confidence to go into a gym and, and do a workout I think the scariest thing for me was going in and thinking, I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know how to use a certain machine, how do I switch on a treadmill? And it was the little things that I would overthink so much that I'd talk myself out of going. Um, so obviously coming here to you gave me an insight of what certain things were called, what lifts were called and stuff like that. So I could go into the gym and I knew where to go to use a machine to work my arms, for example. Um, and I think once you're in there, 
just telling yourself that everyone's there for a very similar reason. You're all there to get fit or to look better or to grow your confidence. And just kind of blocking everyone out and pretending they weren't there is what did it for me. Good for you. It's mega. And on the back of this, remember this, this is recorded. You can keep going back into that gym then. And if you ever say I can't, I'm just going to play this back to you. I'm like, remember what you said here? So that's really, really good. And obviously what we do here plays a small part in that. But again, you've still got to get in your car and drive there. And that, that comes from that newfound sort of flame that we've managed to sort of ignite and keep going. And that flame's only going to burn more and get brighter. So then this is an impossible answer, of course, because you don't know what's going to happen. But if we sort of said, look, there's a finished article, what would that look like and how far away from it are you? Or are you there already? If we sort of said the very best version of yourself, are we currently looking at the very best version? Is there any anything that's missing on the back of this year? I think from a personal point of view, you walk into a gym or you, you join up with a PT and you instantly say, I want to lose weight. So for me, that was the biggest goal that I wanted to achieve. But when I sit here now and think of that, that's not my biggest goal anymore. I just want to feel happy with who I am, what I look like. Um, And just knowing that I'm in a more healthier place than I was means more than what size clothes I fit in. Um, I don't think I'll ever be perfect, but I'm me. My children and my other half love me for who I am, so... As long as they are happy, I'm happy. You're right. It's your imperfections that make you perfect, right? Perfect imperfections. Exactly. <laughs> um, I think that's huge. I think that's really, really good because it's not just about, like you say, the number on the scales, the, the the classics, if you will. It's actually that thing that's ingrained in you. It's you as a person. It's how's your mindset. The rest comes as a byproduct, of course it does. Um I guess the same question for your food, because I think your food's been quite a big one for a, uh, for a period of time, hasn't it? And like you say, we, we might track calories, we might not, but would you say that your relationship with food has, has altered, I mean, drastically over the last months, years? How's that sort of looking for you? Yes, I've always been a big foodie. I am so happy when I'm eating. Um, my biggest struggle was knowing when to stop, really. So... And portion size was also massive for me, so um, knowing how much to have, so weighing my food, tracking it when I want to track it, it really helps with like actually you're eating too much or you're not eating enough. Um, when I'm tracking it and weighing stuff, I can still eat the stuff that I love just in the right amount. Um, so it has brought me closer to food I don't know if that sounds really weird yeah no I understand um, that but I have got that relationship I enjoy cooking I enjoy experimenting um, and I'm still eating the stuff that I like win-win right just less treats <laughs> it's all in balance it's all in balance I think you can treat yourself after this year as well massively um, what's the plan when the challenges are done for the rest of the year how are you going to see it out um, so December after I've done all my giving back it's just going to be logging out out of office on and just spending quality time with the family so with the kids um obviously santa will visit hopefully and just spending a nice week off work with them and just just having a few lazy days here and there definitely and um, <laughs> and this is very this is a very sort of family oriented challenge isn't it and i think obviously you've got your you know your granddad on one side of things and you're almost thinking of the past and, and I guess his legacy. 
but then you're thinking forward to the future and setting an example for your kids. So obviously we've got two boys, they're growing up fast. How do you feel like you're doing in terms of setting an example for them this year? Because what an example you've set. Yeah, I do feel like I am showing them what nice stuff can be done in the world. Obviously the news is just full of horrendous stuff at the minute. So them seeing that one person that they look up to doing something positive makes them want to do it. Um, Harrison wants to sign up to you as a PT. He's your biggest fan, as you know. Um, but they've also been very involved with buying all the presents. They want to go and see these children in hospital. Um, they just want to be hands-on with everything that I do. They just want to join me, they cheer me on, they support me as much as they can. So I think it's making a good impact. And does that keep you going in turn? Yeah, massively. Of course it does. If those two are happy, I'm happy. Perfect. And if they're not, they're the dad's problem. Yeah, that's it. Not your problem, then. <laughs> of course not. Um, so, to sum up this whole episode, we've taken somebody who had low confidence, um, had anxiety to the point where we were on tablets, putting on a front, if you will. Um, we signed up to a PT, we've done a little bit of weights, um, we've then pushed further and said we're going to have the year of our life. And everything that's happened in that time, we're now looking back and saying, yes, we've had the year of Leanne, but actually the whole transformation from day one to present day has been remarkable. So how does, what do you think, I guess the best way of phrasing this is, what do you think day one Leanne would say to present day Leanne? If, if the Leanne who first sat on this box when she was talking through all the problems could see you now, what do you think she'd say? I think there'd probably be a few swear words, obviously. <laughs> um, and probably kind of like, don't look back anymore, keep looking forward. I'm the old you. Some aspects of me have stayed the same. There has been a massive uh, transformation, which is obviously what I wanted. But I think she would say, just keep looking to the future, just keep pushing, keep reaching those goals. Uh, there's been loads of goals, haven't there? And we've smashed, well, 11 of them, soon to be 12, and then actually the year as a whole. Um, I've got to ask you, how do you feel now having done nearly all of this podcast episode? You've been talking and hot-seated for about 40 minutes. How do you feel? I feel really good. I think sitting here and actually reflecting on what I've done is massive. It, I am proud of what I've done. Um, there are people out there that do a lot more stuff than I've ever done or crazier stuff but this is my story I'm proud of what I've done and weirdly can't wait to listen to myself back again oh you'll be going viral no <laughs> doubt that'll be it um, you're nearly there you've actually nearly done it and like you say there's a, there's a lot to obviously be reflected on um, and for you to be so proud of but if I had to open the floor to you now to either mention anything that we've missed or equally for you to I guess give any words of, of wisdom on the back of your experience. Is there anything you'd like to say before we close off? The only thing we haven't mentioned, which was quite an achievement for me, was the 300,000 steps. I really struggled getting steps in, being sat down at work all day. Um, so that was a big push challenge for me, which I secretly enjoyed, but didn't tell anyone at the time, because I knew that they'd make me walk further. <laughs> um, so that was really good. And I think knowing that I can do it, 
when I couldn't do it previous, just kind of gives that advice to everyone going forward, like, don't ever think you can't do anything. If you don't try, you don't know. And when you do try, you'll get absolutely addicted and you'll just keep pushing further. Sky's the limit, right? Definitely. Even when you're in an aeroplane and you jump out. That's exactly it. (laughs) Perfect. What a way to end. So, Leanne, thank you so much. You're welcome.